NHL fantasy. Mahoney. Mahoney. That was that was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Stra- wait, well, you're no so, stranger to the program. No, but this not is one your bit. first time on in a, in a while. A long time. We, that we, was that was like the perfect crack. I think Scotty's fired. Yeah, I was Scotty, gonna say, uh, Scotty's done. Hold on, I'll just come over, just crack my beer and leave. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was gonna say we have been on our drought on good cracks. It's yeah, been quite was, a while. That was much needed. Fuel the uh, fuel the rest of the podcast uh, off. I, w- that. I was Found about to put our cracks in the hold them fold them segment, <laughs> but I guess I can take those out now. <laughs> they, they really fit everywhere. Hold them, fold them. Stop Buy playing low. with my heart. Buy low. <laughs> Buy low on the TSF crack. <laughs> but yeah, Mahoney, but, lo- first time, long time. Second time, long time, really. Thanks for the invite, boys. Hell Always yeah. a pleasure to be back. Scotty, for some reason, playing hooky. We don't know. Well, yeah, pregnant wife, yeah. two-year-old at home. That's right. Some about being a dad. The Probably yeah. the most uh, logical reasons for any of us to miss. Yeah. I mean. But fuck him, right? Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that <laughs> guy. I mean, we're, we're coming fuck, on a fuck. bi-week apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You use all the advice we give, and, and he's not here. Uh, top Shelf Fantasy, Top Shelf Fantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY. If you don't already know, now you know. If Mike you Mahoney know. from the, the Book Burners joins us on the TSF chat, and we can go around the room, tell everybody what we what we be drinking. What we be drinking. Get that beginner's mind from Treehouse. It's kind of how I felt in week seven. Needed a beginner's <laughs> mind right. trying to put a fantasy lineup together with Cowboys and Chargers on by. I get a uh, Lord Hobo Aloha from New England Coconut Milkshake New England Double IPA. So, whoo, girl. We about to turn up in here. Oh, hey, girl. I am drinking from California a Golden Road Brewing Mango Cart. Uh, If you haven't tried it, delicious summer refresher. In October. Yes. And another staple, Julius by Treehouse. They went with, like, the, uh, the whiteout label. Yeah, they've they've uh, mixed up the labels a little bit recently, yeah. especially when it was actually a little bit more confusing this time because they had the Julius, the Julius, and the Juliish all the same color can. So couldn't figure out what I had. So they had Juliish at the Patriots last time I was there uh, really? two weeks ago against the Cowboys. Needless to say, I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, if it was the Juju Julius, you no. probably get the you probably be in the paddy wagon. Uh, good for them though. They they basically had to take their eight and a half percent. <laughs> beer and trim it down to right. you know five point something. Oh, they just throw a flag on DK. Uh, Mar- Marshawn Lattimore, DK Metcalf, already going at it. Yeah. The oh. funniest thing in the NFL is anybody thinking that they really actually want to fight DK Metcalf. <laughs> yeah, good luck, dude. Guy's a monster. Yeah, and then you see that commercial with him and Aaron Donald, and Aaron Donald's like, "Yeah, I can bench five hundred. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. That was um, they were sitting at Barstool. Yeah, uh, and they they brought them both in, and they goes, "Do you think you'd uh, squat more than me?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I could." Uh, Aaron Donald goes, no, you can't. <laughs> and, then he, and then he tells you how much he, he he's either what he benched or what he squat. I can't remember what it was. I think it was but, a bench because it was five hundred pounds. Yeah, he that's said outrageous. Yeah, he said five hundred pounds. Yeah, if Aaron Donald squats five hundred, you have a huge problem because I squat almost five hundred. Then DK Metcalf like shriveled up, skinny yeah. legs of yours. Uh, what was I going to say? Give me the beat, boys. Something. No. Uh, seven nothing Seahawks right now. I, I try and give the little score updates every once in a while. Let let the people know where we're at in the games. About ten minutes into the first quarter, let the people uh, know who you are. The Seahawks are going. I know Corey needs like six points from Tyler Lockett. Listen, I needed so. six points from Tyler Lockett and Brandon Ayuk. 
last night, and now I still need six points. Shout no, out Brandon Ayuk. Five. You suck. Oh, Tyler Lockett has got a five yard out. So. Oh, there we go. Five more points. Five more. Well, the problem in this <laughs> one, league is one one point five. The problem in this league, we don't do decimal scoring either. Absolute dinosaur league. So if he doesn't oh. get ten yards, I don't get one point. Yeah, you were talking Ooh, about that's rough. Well, yeah, you were talking about not having PPR, not fractionals. Jesus, I, I also don't have. That's I tough. also don't have PPR. That's tough. No PPR, no fractional. Weird bonuses like uh, forty and fifty yard touchdowns are a bonus four and two points each. I'm filling in mm-hmm. for Craig's uh, half point PPR work league that has a kicker and a defense, and I just yep. want to quit this. I also still have, have kicker I also and have defense. A kicker and defense in my league, and they say that that's crucial. And if I don't like it, I can get out of the league. That there's the exact feedback so. I've gotten. Yep, we've been doing this. He's like, it's part of the league. It, it's almost the same quote that we get from the floor when we try to get rid of kickers and defense in uh, Dean's league. He goes, it's not fantasy offense, it's fantasy football. Oh, and I was like, God. I can't even, I'm not even going to try to argue with that. And then I got one one guy in that league who streams defenses, so I go to add somebody, and I was like, oh, he's got one more bench spot than I do, so I obviously can just add somebody, and I realize he doesn't have a defense on his bench because he just streams defenses. So cool. next week I'm just going to pick up and drop every single defense like right before Sunday. <laughs> that is that is so something that has not come into play yet, but you're right. That, uh, that uh, we have add someone, drop someone every day, we'll get someone uh, in trouble. Yeah, we have not done the old roster churn since old Tommy McGee over here well, well, now in 2006. That, now that we've... Uh, now that we moved the continuous waivers, yeah, it's, you very can't hard do to, it. it's very hard to do that. Yeah, if you're going to uh, sit there and add drop your whole roster like three days in a row, like, good luck, dude. Yeah. Uh, pro tip on the defense, if you're winning by like five points, just don't don't oh. start them right. right on the bench. Yep. Can't, it, can't get the negative. Did it last week. It was great. This week I played the Baltimore defense. They got me negative one. Like, this freaking fantastic. Bombed. <laughs> Somehow, I have... This is my IDP league. I, I played Baltimore's defense and Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey gets me 11 and a half points. Fantastic. Somehow, Baltimore's defense as a whole got me negative one. I hate IDP. I now. played without a defense this week in a league with defenses because I had to. <laughs> Attaboy. I lost. You have Buffalo's defense? <laughs> I lost. <laughs> you? No, no, no. I had Carolina's defense, but I had six. It was the team that I had uh, all Cowboys and Bills. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. So I, <laughs> I had to play a defense down. Uh, all right, let's get into some of the news. Yeah. Uh, top of mind, I mean, this is this is one that's will be talked about all week long. The Deshaun Watson trade intensifies. So it right. was last week where there was speculation that a th- uh, three-team trade was going to happen. Deshaun Watson was going to end up in Miami. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa was going to end up in, in – I'm so proud of how I pronounce his name, by the way. That, I was like, going to let it ride without you saying anything. I, 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 I'm, I'm, like trying, I'm trying not to smile over here. At how That just came right off. <laughs> Crushed uh, it. Tua was going to end up in Washington with Fitz again. Uh, and then Houston was probably going to get steamrolled and bent over by both teams on what they were getting in return. That turned out to be false. We know Miami's GM absolutely wants to go to a massage parlor with Deshaun Watson. That's why he Ooh, wants boy. to be in Miami. Uh, no, but it, the GM really wants Deshaun Watson – the trade talks intensify, as as uh, as stated by what's his name, Ian Schefter. Rappaport Schefter. No, was, Schefter. I think it was, was Schefter. It was it Schefter? Yeah. Um, but it was a different. But team. it's not. Yeah, I was just gonna say. So it's not Miami, and the report is that he might be traded before November second. So I mean, we're talking in about a week. Well, that's when the trade. Another so another yeah. another team has now gotten involved, which I it sounds like it's. Um, the Panthers. Panthers. Yes. Carolina needs a quarterback. They play they sat Darnold or bench Darnold mid game, started playing PJ Tucker. Is that uh, basketball? PJ Walker. Walker. PJ Walker. There we go. PJ Tucker is a basketball player. PJ Walker. That's not your quarterback of the future. So if you can somehow deal 
Maybe you shouldn't have dealt Diddy Bridgewater. Maybe you should have kept him, like I said. But if you could deal for Deshaun Watson, I mean, your your team is an instant force. I mean, Deshaun Watson with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, I mean, even Terrace Marshall, Chris McCaffrey coming back. That's, yeah, that's a team. A, that's an unreal team. And it was the first three weeks of the season. It looked like the team was going to be solid throughout the entire year. Unfortunately, Sam Donald just fell apart. And I, I mean, we've seen it with Donald before. He shows these flashes of brilliance and then absolute ineptitude right afterwards. So... We'll see. I mean, this, it's very interesting. I mean, something to monitor. You'll see him in our waiver pickup. I mean, it's worth it to stash him if you can afford a dead bench spot in your in, on your team because they're saying if he gets dealt, he can play right away. Well, does he, though? Because they, we have seen this countless times where somebody gets, you know, suspended or something, and then they get traded, and then immediately they're like, yeah, you're still not playing. It has no— But he has no suspension right now. There like, is— no, He's practicing. He could practice with the team if he wanted to. Yeah. He's report, throwing on the side. The report that also came out with the new intensified was that they will not put him on the commissioner's exempt list because there is no active felony or um, uh, uh, sexual assault charge that has been uh, actually given— yeah, levied down to him yet. right so, now everything's a, a civil suit right for financial implications of whatever so, so he wouldn't he wouldn't be suspended there would, i mean we could wait a year from now when the court cases are resolved and the nfl now gets their hands on the paperwork then things listen, change guys, but not right now it's the nfl he he simply potentially allegedly assaulted some women he didn't do something crazy like smoke weed so he's not going to get instantly suspended. <laughs> he didn't I, thought they got, right. I thought they got rid of that. <laughs> Fucking NFL idiots. But how does Roger Goodell feel about his PR, though? Okay. I just immediately think that. Well, it's going to be shot to shit once the work, uh, Washington football team uh, oh. paperwork is released. Do you hear yeah. the government finally got involved on that? Yeah, oh, that's that should be interesting. No. Let's gonna, move on to Tyrod. Yeah, we're going to skip past that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we'll we'll skip Tyrod for a second. So Sam Darnold did get benched for PJ Walker. So. Um, I did want to just real quick say that if you look at Sam Darnold's fantasy numbers, he looks like he was a good quarterback. He was dog shit at the beginning of the season. It was all off the back of the five rushing touchdowns he had through the first like four weeks. So he sucked. Uh, Tyrod uh, Taylor resumed practice this week, which I mean, the Texans need that. Brandon Cooks needs that. (laughs) Um, So we'll see kind of how that goes. Um, They said they're unsure about him playing Sunday, but like in week eight, but he will be back week nine, I think, at the latest. Yeah, and as soon as he's eligible to play, he's the quarterback. It's not Davis Mills. Like he's not yeah, correct. He has not played himself into a guaranteed role. He's played, and, he has not played terribly for what you expect out of Davis right. Mills, but he's not taking that job. And to note, Tyrod Taylor got 24 fantasy points his first week, and before he got out in the, I think it was like the second quarter of week two, he had already had 16 fantasy points. The guy was actually doing really well producing, and he's he's a guy to keep an eye on. He's, Cooks is definitely another guy that maybe you want to buy low on. I was gonna say like that actually positions Tyrod in a two QB league as a maybe stash now. Yeah, if he's you know if he, if he's I, out there for free, I've had I lo- him t- I've looked. had him taking up my IR spot. There you go. I yeah. made I made a trade earlier in the season. Somebody two QB league. Uh, all three of his QBs got hurt. I told him I still have two starters, so I will give you Big Ben, and I will take back your hurt Tyrod Taylor, and I had Ryan Tannehill, and at the time, a good Sam Donald, and <laughs> yeah. he has bit me in the ass the last two weeks, so I had I, I am had, excited for Tyrod Taylor to come off the bench. Yeah, I actually, I'm going to have to look in the league and see if he's out there, uh, because I'm, in the, sa- I'm in the same situation. He was same. I know he's not in Red Dogs, uh, but in uh, <laughs> I, I was relying on Sam Darnold uh, for a little bit, and I can't rely on him. Now, Zach Wilson, we're not going to be able to rely on. He uh, sprained his PCL. He's he never out two to, two to four weeks. 
Um, yeah, you never, you never really work. However, out. Joe Flacco got traded to the Jets, which is interesting because I really wanted to make Corey Davis my buy low this week because I was like, ooh, Corey Davis and Joe Flacco could be kind of really cool to see. Uh, but Joe, it looks like Joe Flacco is going to be quarterback in the Jets for a little bit. Joe Where was Joe Flacco. Flacco? Was he not on the Jets? He uh, was on uh, the Eagles. Oh, yeah. He, I think he was on the Eagles practice squad because yeah. they ended up acquiring uh, Minshew, or Minshew was on the practice squad, one way or another. Whatever. He what he ended up getting traded. Joe Flacco sucks. It doesn't even matter. This is. I think Joe Flacco. <laughs> hey, he, second or third. They should trade for Gardner Minshew. That's what they should do. Gross. They really just needed a guy that I, I don't want to say familiar with the system because it changed, but he was with the Jets the last couple of times, so the GM might like him for whatever reason. Hey, he might suck, but he has a strong arm. I mean, he was when he was with Cortland Sutton, the, you know, not too long ago. It was, right. <laughs> and he's the, still a veteran quarterback that can play whatever system they throw at him. Say, hey, go out there and do this. Like, All right, sure, for a couple weeks, no problem. I mean, Corey Davis, no Cortland Sutton, but I don't. Yeah, very true. Uh, Miles Sanders. Uh, they thought he broke his ankle. Okay, so the thought that he might have broken his ankle right away just suggests it is this is not good. So he has a bad ankle injury. I don't think there's been any updates since. They Actually, say it's as, not broken. I was going to say, as the day has gone on, better news has come of it. Yeah, but I mean, at a, at a minimum, with originally thinking it's broken to now, you're, it's okay, cool, it's not broken. You're still looking at a multi, multi-week injury. I mean, yes, four this to is an eight IR, weeks. This is an IR, IR stint guy. I mean, injury. Yeah, Jerry Judy caliber, high ankle sprain, something like that, where he's going to miss significant time. They did say the words ankle sprain. And so, if it's either broken ankle or ankle sprain, the next closest is high ankle sprain, not just the low ankle sprain. Yeah. Which is the four to five week injury. So, now you're telling me I don't have to think inside my own head on whether or not I should start or sit Miles Sanders because that's been my entire season. <laughs> really? And I mean, he's, he's decided for He you. goes down. I'm like, all right, I'll pick up Kenneth Gainwell. There's no way in every single one of my leagues he's gone. Yeah, he yep. is. Yes. He is. Yep. Even shallow leagues, Kenny Gainwell's gone, which he's had well, those weeks. You know, it, it, like you see him put I'm up sure. fourteen, you just you right, see the flash. You know, he's, he's had touchdowns get taken back. Like if you've watched any of the Eagles games, you've seen Gainwell. Yeah, and then we have in our waiver ads. I mean, go to the website and look at all of our waiver ads. I'm not talking about them all here, but Boston Scott adds value now. Yeah, yes, well, does. he's the one who got the touchdown. So, uh, Josh Jacobs left the game with a chest contusion. Remind yes. me what a contusion a is. Bruise. A bruise. Okay. Yes, not a not a broken rib, not a fractured rib, bruised rib. Might as well be a broken ankle because he's going to spend the rest of the season on the bench. (laughs) Yeah, that's all he does is get hurt. A bruised rib to a running back is a significant injury. I mean, even if you throw the flak jacket on, it's going to hurt. Everything's going to hurt. You're getting hit by monsters. Kenyon Drake looked fine in in relief. Bump Kenyon Drake. Like like Mahoney said, though, it's it's Josh Jacobs' entire career so far, so he'll play on it. Yeah, and then he'll leave in the middle of the game again. It's it's hard to trust a guy like that. right. He'll be questionable all week. Deontay he'll, Johnson. He'll, he'll get activated. You'll position. you'll start him confidently. Start him. You know he'll look good for a few carries, and he's out. And you're like, okay, great. Now he gets six points. He was on pace for like 35 fantasy points before it was. He had 16. Uh, actually, it was yeah, it's not 35, but yeah. 32. He had 16 in the first half. Pat Mahomes. He he. Uh, I was gonna say he needs oh. more milk. Sorry. Yeah. He needs, he needs some milk. Uh, yeah. All right, Pat Mahomes. Uh, Sucks if a dude back. he, but he got smoked. Yeah. Like he got lit up and then cleared concussion protocol. The same exact day, they didn't put him back in the game. They took him out because they suck. It he was sucked. It was bad. There was a couple of plays where he was on the ground throwing the ball. 
like he on that play specifically too like he was th- trying to throw it on his stomach like what are you doing like he has had so much success and so many people like jerk him off for these plays where he's like diving and throwing he's flipping it and doing all this you know fancy extracurricular shit like sometimes and you'll see it from the the real actual elite guys like Tom Brady even Aaron Rodgers to some extent, they just know when to cut their losses and kill a play. Did like you I just don't... compliment Aaron Rodgers I know. on time out. I know, right? <laughs> this is it. This is a very subtle compliment. It's a yeah, weird world where I'm where I am complimenting Aaron Rodgers in any capacity. But I mean, you see it. They they understand that there are times for self preservation and cutting losses on a play. Get rid of the ball. Do not take a big hit. Don't have a defender throw his knee through your face because you're trying to throw a, a diving shortstop play to first base like it just that's not the play that we need out of you when you need a healthy pat mahomes that being said a healthy pat mahomes looked like garbage too he threw two of the worst picks you ever saw in your life he's been hero ball i mean there has been no protection for him this entire season which is wild with the people they added yeah we went tooney uh the guy orlando brown well so well i was actually just thinking about this tooney and orlando brown are run blocking offensive linemen they are not pass blocking offense and the two that they got rid of which I'm forgetting the names, the the two tackles that they had were both pass-blocking tackles, and they just happened to not play in the Super Bowl. There you go. Devontae Adams. Covids. The Covids, which is massive because they play on Thursday. So Komodo Dragon time? I mean, it was yeah. already Komodo Dragon time uh, this past yeah. week, so... The it Tunyons? Looks, it's looking like we're starting to see that relationship develop. Tunyon got a uh, one, one, one deep touchdown catch. Count it. You probably didn't. I'm, I kept saying you probably didn't cash in on it because you weren't starting him at this point. He's probably not even on a lot of rosters. Both point, Mango right? and Cannon cashed in on him starting him. I'm like, you guys are idiots. Why are you playing him still? Well, like, I mean, I haven't. It worked out Mango out of spite. Yeah, you Mango straight up but, out of spite. But it was four weeks in a row where he was putting up one point, and to Mahoney's point, I mean, he was probably in the free agency, and nobody's picking be, him up right. to, go, to go get him. I don't know that I'm rushing out to go get him anyway for a Thursday night game without Devontae Adams. Uh, it's probably going to be a lot of Lazard and uh, Aaron Jones. And so, actually to add an annoyance to it, MVS is coming off iron and going to play. But it also depends what your bye week looking like, because if you need a tight end, it might not be a True. terrible option. True. Yeah. I would rather see MVS take more time off, though, and see Amari Rodgers try to step into that role. Randall well, Cobb We would also all love to see MVS not on the Packers. We've all agreed I mean, for like the last Aaron, three Aaron years. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want MVS to be on the Packers. They also <laughs> play the Cardinals. Every now like, and again, MVS gets yeah. over and Rodgers how's, how's is like, Ran- all right, fine. How's Randall Cobb doing over there? Oh, wait, nothing. <laughs> he had that one big game. That yeah, one he, big he, one he, he had a fumble uh, in the red zone, I think, this past week, too. And again, Yikes. they're playing the Cardinals. Like, lest we forget, this is a tough matchup. So... They want to win. They need to win. Yeah. They're going to struggle to win without Devontae Adams out there. But we've seen the league bend the rules before for superstar guys to get them back on the field. We'll see what happens. I'm not yeah. I'm not ruling them out yet. I would I would make sure, though, that you are following this because if Lazard's a free agent, if – and, you know, if you have bi-week tight end issue, I think it's only the Raiders and um, – oh, God – I looked this up earlier. It's the Raiders and uh, uh, Baltimore. I, I can tell. Wait, Those two, two guys are on by. So if you have, uh, yeah. So if you have Mark Andrews or, or Darren Waller, <laughs> yeah, let's put maybe six take a shot. of the best was, teams in one say, week, and then two. every single team in the league on the bye week in week seven, and then you're just like, now nah, the Raiders are on bye week in I, week eight. I mean, man. I would love to know what the viewings for week set or ratings were for week seven because it's got to be one of the worst ones that the NFL's had. In a there's long a time. couple of them that is just two of them. In week twelve, there's just two. In week eleven, there's just two. 
There's four for and the I'll, rest of them. It was and, week seven. Week six. seven was bipocalypse. Uh, awesome. And I'll tell you what, though, in all fantasy leagues at this point is what I'm realizing is that week 14 buy is going to screw so many people in late playoff pushes or early first oh, yeah. round playoff games yeah. for their fantasy league. So yeah. why is there a 14th? So they, they introduced that this year because well, of the, the new week. Because they, they just screwed so, all fantasy owners. Because like, if I make the first round of the playoffs in my league, Jonathan Taylor's on a buy. Jonathan Taylor, like, what trade him? Damian Harris. Well, um, you shouldn't. Booker, you shouldn't have Waddle. your 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 playoffs should not be in week fourteen. Your playoffs should start in week fifteen. Uh, n- Correct. No, we usually don't. Last week of the season, we don't have playoffs only because half the league sits their teams. Well, it's now week 18. Right, so you should do so 15, 15, 16, 16 17. 17. So it would yeah. be the last week of the season, so you're in the middle of a playoff push. So if you're, in the, middle of the, push, if you're right. in the middle of the playoff push, and I'm actually glad you brought this up because I was, I was thinking about this a couple weeks ago. If you're in, so I've been hounding, like if you're 6 and 1, 5 and, you know, 5 and 1, 6 and 0, 5 and 1, whatever. Uh, you should go find those teams at the trade deadline that project to be in that situation and find that guy on the week 14 buy and sell them that, right? Go up to right. them and say, hey, listen, you're in the middle of a playoff push. You can't afford a buy week for this stud. Let me give you this lower tier player to make sure you're there and then take him. Another I, thing I, I'm, I might put some trade strategies out there because I'm just thinking another, about them. There's another bit. one that I've used in the past is going to the team a week ahead of mine knowing that the player I have is on a buy and then sell it to the team that I'm playing two weeks ahead of time so that he can't use that player when he plays me. Hence the trade he made with me this week. Again, yes. the, the problem... Well, that, that I, one was a little different. The problem yeah. that I almost had with that Jonathan Taylor trade. Exactly. He offered me Jonathan Taylor, and I'm like, I mean, I can't get rid of JT, but I look at the lineup, and I'm like, man, if I'm in a late playoff push week 14, if I don't get rid of Jonathan Taylor, that's really going to bite me in the ass because I got Antonio Gibson, and let me tell you, don't get me started on him right now. Well, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, last piece of news, Fitzwagic slated for another MRI. In so two weeks, I don't think that's good. He said I, don't, in, I don't think he's coming. He yes, said he's going for it in two weeks. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't make sense. So he's not playing ever. No. I think he's he's probably so this done. is This is going to be eight, so nine, ten. They said after their week nine bye, he has a shot to play, depending on the results of this MRI. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I WTF. Think my, I think my, uh, Luckily, I, think I dropped which is, the which is, it's, it's even Luckily, difficult I picked for... him up and then dropped him again. <laughs> It's I, difficult for, for the football team, too, because Heineke, every now and again, looks like he's a solid quarterback. Yeah, very true. Well, they're better off with him than two. I mean, he had almost 100 yards on the ground this week. Uh, yeah, he he did. Why did we shut the TV off? Uh, I think my internet went out. Okay. All yeah, right. I'm yeah all it, sorts def- of it definitely stuff. did, yeah. Just don't click uh, out of your docky. You'll be yeah, fine. It's all right. Um, all right. We have some records that we want to uh, mention. Jamar Chase, uh, he, in, in the one o'clock game. Confirmed oh, the, Jamar the Chase audio, is good. Did the audio? Oh, the audio came on the TV. Yeah. So Jamar Chase is an absolute monster. Uh, what was it? He's the first player since. Harwin Hill. Ni- I, I literally wrote it so you could say it. Jamar Chase smashes 67-year-old record of most receiving yards in first seven games of career at 754 yards. Previously at 685 yards in 1954 by Harlan Hill. So almost, well, 70, 70 yards, give or take. 69 yards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. 69 uh, yards, almost a 69-year-old record. I missed record. that part. Ooh. <laughs> it's so sexual. And then Cooper Cup came in there and just said, hey, I'm going to bend you both over. I'm going to get 809 <laughs> right. through, uh, through, through uh, seven weeks. 
seven games. So Cooper Cup was the first player to eclipse 800 receiving yards and nine receiving touchdowns in the first seven weeks of the season in NFL history. He is currently on pace to break the uh, NFL receiving record. Yeah. At what, 16? No, that'd be almost, 19, almost 2,000 yards. 1,926 yards. And you've never had a 2,000-yard receiver in the NFL. Nope. Let's go. Pump it up. I, I want to know what Cooper Cup and Jerry Goff's relationship is like right now. It can't be great. It, no, it's probably, no, probably great because Cooper Cup's like, hey, thanks for leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's a good point. That's mean to Jerry Goff. Although Jerry Goff doesn't. Eh, Jerry Goff sucks. I'll tell you, the, Dan Campbell and Jerry Goff tried everything they could to win that game. They really did. They they, they had hey, three the punting. Long touchdown, the onside kick. I mean, yeah. if, they were, if they were going to win, it was going to be because of those two plays, but they didn't capitalize on the onside kick. But if, they were, if, neither, if that didn't work, they were in trouble. Yeah, they were well, they got three points broke. out of it because they, they also had to do a fourth down punt fake to get the first down. I was so, root, I was rooting so hard for Detroit there. Just, I was I was a Detroit fan for a little while. Just Survivor Pool would have been great, especially since I was teams. also playing against Cooper Cup in a few leagues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, and we're gonna mention uh, Byron Kennedy. Byron. So he's he was the fan who got the six hundredth TD ball from you know Brady's six hundredth TD. Uh, he gave it up. Like, so I actually ended up finding out there was more on NFL Network today. They actually ended up having uh, a negotiation on air where he wanted a round of golf with Tom Brady. Turns out he ended up uh, finishing off the deal. He did get a little bit more out of what they first said, but he gets two signed jerseys, a signed helmet from Tom Brady, a signed Mike Evans jersey, and his game cleats, a $1,000 credit to the Buccaneers store, and two season tickets for the next two seasons. Two ah, seasons. So there we go. You gotta I mean, get, you gotta so, get the lifetime. Tickets. So realistically, that's what I said. If if I'm giving that ball up, I want season tickets. That's the I first would start, thing I, I would start with lifetime season tickets. Yes. However, if I could get two seasons out of it, fine. Yeah, you really only want to be there as long as Brady's a quarterback, anyways. This is kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as somebody else comes in, you're like, all right, you guys. Well, once, he, once he leaves, they're out of money. Yeah. So, well, good for that guy. It sounds like he got a lot more because our note here earlier was just he yeah. just got a game ball and a signed jersey. Right. Because that's originally what the deal was when the guy. From the the, t- the team representative went up and shook his hand. He said, "How about a ball and a signed jersey?" He goes, "Okay." And then on NFL Network today, he negotiated more. Yeah. So, like realistically, it took them a while to go over and be like, "Hey, that's his ball. We ne- we got to go get that ball back." If you're that fan and you know that that's that 600th ball, you yeah. get that ball and you are out. Don't care about the rest of the game. Yeah. Outie, see you, you later. Barry have, them fi- have them find me, and then we'll yeah. talk about something. You got to get that Barry Bonds deal where that guy raked him for like a million bucks. Like he's like, this ball is. That's what I'm saying. You take, you take that thing home, and the team tries to get in touch with you. Don't answer, <laughs> and the next thing you know, Tom Brady's calling you, and yeah. then you're like, now let's. Make I want. A deal. I'd be like, I want ownership shares of the team. <laughs> I want like final cut on the friggin' oh, depth chart. Saying, like I good, want, I want to make three GM moves a year. Good, right, uh, good as morning long as football. They're not connected to the Clintons, you yeah. know. Then oh, you're, yeah. you're fine. <laughs> good morning football said that they that he should have asked to name the uh, Buccaneers uh, ship oh. after himself. Yeah. Um, but Ooh, anyway, Byron Kennedy. Yeah, Byron Kennedy Buccaneers ship. But anyway, the auction an auctioneer came on uh, and said that it was worth 500k minimum. And I he mean, gave up all and, of it. And if that's the number, though, I'd be like Brady. That's what he said. 500k. Give me 450. We'll call it a day. He's got the cash. Like. He brings well, you a the, duffel the, bag. But. The signed jerseys, the Evans thing, the you know the the Buccaneer season tickets. I mean, that that's, that might get close up into there. You know, the value of those jerseys are only going to go up. Yeah, but I mean, as the, long as the they're signed is, by Brady. the one the legendary thing, momentous occasion ball is worth ten times any jersey. The thing is, too, is Mike sure. Evans caught it. He gets Mike Evans cleats of that same catch. 
So those could potentially be you up pair those two together. That's a million dollar would, move, right? I'd there. say yes. Right. Here's an idea. Give me all that stuff. Send it to my house. I'll totally give you the ball, and then just keep it and not give them the ball. Oh, he already, they <laughs> he, sell he, it all together. They gave up. He gave up the ball. I right get the there. whole play. I get That's the rest. Jersey. Point, you you hold on to that thing, and you are out. You are I, running I, up those I, stairs you know. and out to your car. <laughs> I get all the sweat and tears from the players collected it in a cup. Really, it's great. I'm Real growing estate. flowers in it. It's almost a good thing that he gave up the ball right away because had he done that, had he tried to leave, I guarantee some other fan goes, I know exactly what this is, and then jumps him and beats the shit out of him, and then he has nothing. That would have been me. That'd be terrible. Uh, all right, let's hold fold and beat the shit out of some guys. Allen Robinson... Could Fold. use a good beat down right now. Murder. I've Fold. been saying, I've been the guy that's ruined you because I've said week after week, you got to hold and wait, hold and wait. And and now there just becomes a time that you have to cut bait and you've just waited all this time and lost a roster spot. So I'm sorry, but it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to drop him if he was if on my If you can team. still trade him on name, I would take anything you can get. Any running back that might touch the field, even a backup, I'll take. I'll take. I would take Trey Sermon for Allen Robinson I if just, I could do I it. I was just about to throw that name out there, actually. And then that's, I'd probably, that's rough. And then I'd probably cut them both. Plays. <laughs> just cut them both. At least uh, Allen Robinson gets on the field. My, my thing with Allen Robinson, and I'll make the excuse for him again, is if Andy Dalton is the quarterback moving forward, Andy oh, Dalton is so. probably yeah, but he's probably a better passer than justin fields is right now well, well he is but it would destroy fields's confidence who cares Nagy would lose his job and we all know well, Nagy's Nagy doing, should lose his job. Nagy's doing everything he possibly can i found this out actually I, I i guess i could wait till later but i'm just gonna say it now because we're talking about it Nagy has gone on covid protocol you cannot be fired when you're in covid you can't be you know when <laughs> you're on COVID, covid leave so he gave himself covid Smart. so that he couldn't get fired he's been holding like that cyanide pill that they give to uh like astronauts in case it's like a no-win situation you just have to pop it but it was just a covid pill he could give it to himself at any time he's like mm, halftime we're down by a billion better pop that covid pill real quick <laughs> Uh, all right, so I, I think we have two two folds. Mahoney, you whole fold on Allen Robinson. Uh, yep. It sucks because it's Allen Robinson, but I got to go with fold. I mean, it's looking like if there was a receiver to own in that offense, it's starting to look like it's Mooney. Yeah. Um, yeah but regardless, shorter. Justin Fields just had five turnovers, so you don't want to own anybody in that offense at this point. Uh, all right, so I think that's a consensus fold. I want to hold them. Uh, that's probably just my stubborn ass. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's, it's very it, after it's everything. Very he's, after everything he's done, it's it, you. You look at Alan, he's not Alan Robinson, and you're just like, I can't, I can't just based on the name, I can't fold him because what's going to happen is you're going to drop him, and he's going to go gonna off for thirty. And yeah, everybody you, else drop him. I'm going to hold him, and then you'll go off. Well, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> then I'll that, have him. I'll well, trade well him. so that's what's going to happen, and that's the fear, and that's why he's been held on to rosters for seven weeks. Yeah, and but I it think, will happen. But don't be the guy that waits, and maybe it doesn't happen. But I think the argument we've been making for a long time with him too is that you can't start him, so he's going to blow up on your bench. Like that's the thing right. is that you just at this point have to expect. And him then to the, so so at bench. that point you fold him because you're not getting the points for him anyways. Exactly. But the counter counter argument is that there's always somebody worse than him on your bench. Maybe I'm not sure. I, I have some shitty benches. <laughs> I mean, we just went I through five yeah, shitty benches. Yeah. yeah, this is true. I guess there's a lot of guys that you slotted into play this week that you would have never thought you'd ever have on your team this year. Yeah. Uh, before you fold, and we'll just we'll just always caveat this: try and make the trade. So try and trade a Rob if you can. If you have to drop him, we get it. See you later, Trey Sermon. He's he's a fold. Fold. Guys fold. played like one snap yeah. in two weeks. 
It's unreal. He played one snap in a game that was pouring waterfalls in the field, and Elijah no, Mitchell was ripping even, off chunks. No, he didn't play the snap this week. It was two weeks ago. There you go. So he did not touch the field. If the you last can't night. get on the field when you're you in that also offense? can't pass the ball, like what's your upside? You don't have one. I Cut, don't fold. know what the deal is with the whole thing. I don't. He banged somebody's get it. wife. I know that Elijah <laughs> Mitchell's good. Like there is a world where Elijah Mitchell can be good and Trey Sermon can be good. So, so it was last week in a monsoon or yesterday in a monsoon. That's right. the game where why, they should. Why both can't be good. they go by committee? That's they just the have they have they've no gone faith by committee in, in four I, years. Well, then it, all of a sudden, exactly, and all of a sudden it's a one man show back there. They traded. So I looked it up again. They traded up thirty nine spots to, to to get Trey Sermon in the draft. They yep. traded a whole round up. To get him to not play him. And the running back by committee thing is, it's clearly a Shanahan thing because Salah has gone over to uh, the Jets and he's really just playing Michael Carter and occasionally Ty Johnson. It doesn't have to be a committee, according to Salah, who I thought was the guy calling the shots on the, on the committee thing. The, and he took the offensive coordinator with him as well to, to New York, so it's not him. It's just Shanahan who it, wants to do it, the four back committee, but now all of a sudden he doesn't want to do the committee. At least give Come him on, the, dude. at least give him the change of pace reps. I need some consistency. I mean, we, we got we got Brandon Bolden Ugh, going right. off in New England, and we got Trey Sermon who's just sitting there with splinters in his ass. Yeah. I would I would Rotten hope pine. I would hope after this year Trey Sermon requests a trade because he was a decent. I wouldn't running even back wait. He's had two more weeks. He was more than Pop a decent running back in yeah. college. Yeah, I mean he had six hundred yards in two games in the playoffs. So, yeah. but fold for now. Fold. Correct. Yep. Fold. Damian Williams. I'm, I'm holding him for a week more until Monty comes back. Yep. I'm folding him only because I've seen what Herbert's done. Herbert and is the back to own. Well, yeah. so that's what I was thinking too when I was looking at all the game score and everything. I'm like, oh, all the Chicago Bears did bad. And then I was like, well, what about Herbert? How did, how did he Against do the Bucks at that, by the way. He actually was the one bright spot, and he actually looked, looked pretty good. So I would say that I would fold Damian Williams just because you are only going to get one more week out of him. And you might well, be, I would, I would you might be, you might you're not say, even getting a week out of him. You're getting a week out of Herbert. Right, you're getting a week out of Herbert, but like one more week before Monty comes back, but then like there's also that do I play Williams or is Herbert going to be the guy? So you're probably not even going to play Williams and he's just going to eat that roster spot. Monty comes back and then he's just a waste anyway. Well, that's what I'm saying. After what I've seen Herbert do the last two weeks, I don't see there's any reason that even Matt Nagy should even consider playing Damian Williams because Herbert just went off for almost 100 <coughs> against the Bucks, and Zeke had, what, 30? Uh, Damian Harris and the Patriots had one yard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. nobody can run on this team, and <coughs> Herbert, a sixth-round pick, absolutely nobody coming off the bench, drops 100 on him. So yeah. why why keep Damian Williams? I completely yeah. agree. And and, and let's, let's just hope that Mag- Nagy is out for the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon Ayuk. Fold. 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 I have Debo Samuel so fold. Oh yeah, you're folding him uh, again. A Kyle Shanahan thing and Jimmy it's Dante G Pettis. Just, it's nah. it's literally oh the Jimmy G thing. Like uh, there was a comment that Shanahan said. Uh, someone says, "Is Jimmy G going to be your quarterback when Trey Lance comes back?" He goes, I "Guess so." <laughs> so he's not going to be the quarterback when wow. Trey Lance is healthy. Yeah, it's it's problematic. I mean, I don't want to hold too much of that game against Jimmy G because it was a friggin' slop fest, but. He doesn't look like he's a, a competent quarterback in the NFL. So. It's starting to look like the San Francisco 49ers are not competent without without their old coaching staff. With Kyle Shanahan just by himself, does not look good. Yeah, and I mean, you really need Trey Lance back. Just as much you need George Kittle back, and just as much you need, I don't know, one of the veteran running backs to come back and help you out. Somebody. Jeff Wilson, how far away is he? Four weeks. A while. <clears throat> Mike Davis, hold, fold, fold. I'm holding him. This is the first week he's really been bad. Like, 
not startably bad. One point is terrible. Don't get me wrong. It, it screwed you if you played him probably. But this is the first week he hasn't given you like seven to nine, which is still in a deep league like a flex play. So I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Except it's against Miami. So you're like, come on, dude. Are you serious? But hold him for now. That's real tough given the fact that, I mean, Cordell Patterson has finally found his way in the NFL for whatever reason. Took him 17 teams and 32 years to do it. But um, (laughs) I guess I'm holding him only based on the fact of Cordell Patterson is bound to get hurt. He is bound to get hurt. So yeah, I kind of I kind of agree on that one too. Um, Davis, I did see had a little bit of a twinge. He was limping off towards the end of the game too. Um, but you can't get rid of a running back that's a starting running back, uh, and especially the guy that should be getting the goal line work. But is he a starting running well, back at this point the, though? But, but so like, this okay, is a, so counter ten, ten rushing attempts a game. But is, he didn't he didn't get ten. I and what did I, he get? I made Four. the ca- I made the Four. case for him to be a start this week. His snap percentage was more than Corderell Patterson's. He was the actual runner over Corderell Patterson. He was getting double-digit carries every single week. The last two weeks, he's trending down. Very down. Well, Quick. Two weeks he was a bye, but before that it was the Jets with 11 points. So you can't hold that against me. He's gone 8.7, 9, 9.8, 9, 9.6, 11.1, so bye week, have, and You one have point. to hold that. You have you, to hold you, that. You do. Four, but four carries for 10 yards this past week I against just, Miami is terrible. And he plays Carolina next week. Then he plays New Orleans and Dallas, who are not slouches. Then he plays New England and Jacksonville and Tampa Bay and Carolina and San Francisco and Detroit and Buffalo and New Orleans. <laughs> Name I, one matchup that he goes yeah, off I mean, for 20 points. I don't I, see it. The Patriots. Oh, no. But, I mean, again, but if he's going to give you 9 to 10. If he goes off, it's going to be against the Patriots. Here, here's, yeah. here's, I'd still rather Mike Davis and Miles. Here, here's, the, here's the dilemma that a lot of people are going to start facing, right, is I don't want to start this guy. But he's a running back, and I don't want to drop him, right? A lot of people are going to feel the same way about Trey Sermon and Damian Williams, right? Until Monty's activated off the IR, people are going to want to keep Damian Williams. But you have guys like Boston Scott or Kenneth Gainwell or other running backs that are potentially out on your waiver wire that you can go and pick up. I mean, shit, I saw Tony Pollard drop this week in some what? leagues. I saw A.J. Dillon because of bye because week. Yeah. So there could be other running backs out there that you want. I want Kenny Gainwell over Mike Davis, Damian Williams, Trey Sermon. So I'm okay with that drop, but you can't you can't drop you just can't drop a running back for free. Like it, yeah. you're just not gonna. And do it, it doubles back to me that there's probably somebody on my bench that's worse than him. If I have Mike Davis, I probably have Brandon Ayuk. I'm gonna drop Ayuk for Kenny Gainwell before I'm gonna drop Mike Davis. Like sure, there's various guys like of that caliber that I'll drop before then. If I have Damian Williams and I think that Monty's coming back, I'll drop him before I drop Mike Davis. Like. These kind of comparable guys that you probably own both of. If you own one of them, you probably own another bum because you have a lot. Maybe you went uh, grab running backs late. I'll just get Mike Davis. He'll be nasty. That didn't plan Oops. out for you, so you get a bunch of shit bums. But like Craig said, you can't. It's it's very very hard right now with the landscape of the running back injuries in the NFL to drop a starting or close to it sixty four sixty three percent snap share running back. Is. Just you, a guy that gets carries. You hope that at some point a warm body sixty three percent translates <laughs> into. One of those being on the goal line, he scampers in for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. The James Conner effect, we'll call it. All right. Yeah, James right. Conner's done a very well job this year. Very well. Tim Patrick. I thought about trading for him, and then I went, oh, yeah, it's James Conner. He's going to get hurt soon. Right, let me get to that in my uh, sell high. Tim, <laughs> t- Tim Patrick. Hold, fold. He's a hold. He's, again, one down week. I'm not folding him off of one down week. And I do think that it's another one of those situations where Judy eventually comes back, and it helps him more than it hurts him. I yeah. agree with you on that one. They're running. Hold. They're still running uh, eleven personnel seventy over seventy percent of the time. 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's I think 21%. he's a talented enough wide receiver. I just I'm I'm starting to lose faith in starting him. But so what he's it, a good flex play. Well, you, well, I was gonna say what come what happens when it comes down to like a bye week and you need a wide receiver. Well, and that I think that's probably where I'm starting to feel with Tim Patrick. So I'm not gonna fold him. I'm gonna hold Tim Patrick. But I I don't I don't love starting him. But I think he's the perfect like eight to 10 point guy maybe and I'm getting more and more nervous with Judy coming back that his role might even be further more demand. I'm trying to trade him if anything. I'll I'd try and sell him high. I'm just giving him, him the the caveat that he played Cleveland this week, gave you 2.6 points, but he still had a 94% snap share. Like the, almost every week 12 points a week. The thing is too is they didn't really need to pass and Cleveland was up weirdly. Like that was the game in Thursday that they had no Cleveland had no offense. Yeah. So this game was kind of very weird. Just to even he was out there yeah. blocking. Javante I mean, Williams got almost twenty points. Right. They kind of behind ran it. Both, the Tim Patrick block. Both teams just point per ran block it. league. Yeah. All they I, did. Uh, it was funny. I actually got into it with somebody in a in a dynasty chat about how I thought Snapshare was one of the stupidest statistics <laughs> that are out there because it it just inflates it right. Like he's not getting an overwhelming amount of targets, but it's also probably game script dependent, right? I mean, he had 12, 16 yards or whatever. I think the week before he had 42, but he got the TD. He had 89 the, the previous week. The week before that was 39, and the week before that was 98. So, I mean, like, he's got the talent to produce. That's why I think you, you probably can't drop him, but he's probably that game script dependent type of wide receiver that this is what he's going to do. He's going to get you five, six points, or eight to ten. Yeah, and like I think I think you're right in so far that being married to Snapshare is wrong. It's it's a failing approach to to analysis of a football player's viability as a player. But ninety plus percent Snapshare means that he's on the field in the red zone. That I mean, there's well, no yeah, other way gotta, to dice it. So yeah, you're getting the opportunities. So you got to be. If you if I had the quick access to red zone Snapshare, I'd love to take a look at. Oh, that. I, you know I'll I mean? give I'll give it to you right now. I actually got <laughs> I actually got an article coming soon that I think a lot of people. Oh, are while you're while you're looking that up, can I just butt in for a second? I do remember you guys mentioning last podcast 168 about how if you just so happen to pick up Dearness Johnson for that one week, good on you. Yep. That'd be me. That'd be me. He we're went not, off for me. We're not quite into the tooting your own horn segment, but no, nope. <laughs> we're, we're, we're almost there. I'm going to do it right there. now. We will get there. Fact of, so, uh, I heard that podcast the other just day. Just one glaring thing. Yeah, I mean, nailed it if you got him. One glaring thing about Snapshare, and maybe you can add this into your article or not, but I, I, I saw this last year, and I could not believe it. Miles Boykin had a 79% oh, Snapshare geez. last year and yeah. caught 10 balls. Yeah, so. yeah. You, you mentioned that a couple podcasts yeah. ago, yeah. and that's it was that's, like I think it was an off season, but yeah, yeah. There's some there's some stuff that I have coming out that that is gonna that's gonna look interesting, and I'll bring them up in my buy low. Uh, AJ Dillon, we'll we'll rush through some of the other uh, whole folds here. AJ Dillon whole fold is a hold. If you are the Aaron Jones <laughs> yes, owner, right, hold right, him. Right, right. If that's you are it. not, you better fold him. Right. I'm okay with the fold. Are you holding he him? Was a sell, he was a sell there? high of mine a few weeks ago. Well, he did just go negative this past week, so All that's right. tough. But, what yeah, was, I mean, I'm assuming that if you own A.J. Dillon, you are the Aaron Jones holder. If you're not, try to trade him to the Aaron Jones holder. But he's a tough guy to, he's a tough guy to let go because Aaron Jones has – been good but he's still been battling that injury i'm not exactly sure what's going on with him but you see him he keeps taking plays off he keeps getting rest which means that aj Dillon has the upside of a big role so i'm still holding mm-hmm. okay all right that's fair uh marvin jones oh this is a tough one 
I wish Scott was here, dude. Honestly, here's, here's the thing: if you here... held him last week on his buy, you're obviously gonna, I think, hold him this week. I mean, especially since he did come off of a pretty big week. Yeah, I mean, seven seven catches for 100 yards in the TD is what what he he was coming off against in week six. And then he goes into the buy. Here's my thing: I am nervous about this Jamal Agnew guy. Like, th- this is why I think Snapshare is so ridiculous. He's not on the field a lot, but when he's on the field a lot, he's getting. The, the opportunity yeah. he's getting yeah. the ball. I mean, he's got, he had seven targets on like thirty percent of the snaps. It's ridiculous. Callaway get a touchdown? No, it got. God it got damn blocked. it! But uh, uh, I'm, so, yeah. I'm holding Jones though. He's playing Seattle too. in the coming week. So if you did, like Craig said, hold him through your bye week, you're not cutting him this week. You're just mm-hmm. simply not. So I, the thing about so I had him and he did good two first two weeks, and then I waited, and then. I dropped him to pick somebody up to fill his spot the day he goes off for that seven for a hundred and touchdown immediately wrapped around and threw like five bucks at AB. It was like, I have to pick him back up because I'm so indifferent about whether I should hold him or fold him. I just, I, I don't know what to do. And at this point I'm just holding him experienced wide receivers with a rookie quarterback is usually a good thing so yeah at it, least it, you have him back now and you would hope that i did get him back a couple of shocker games before and, that, and you would hope yeah. that he continues he to progress in direct correlation to ter- trevor lawrence being more comfortable in the nfl so if he's going to trend in that direction which we all hope he will and think he will plus no one's no one's mentioned the urban meyer you know putting his hand in in anything true he's been giving us hands to himself well so. it's a, i heard it was a, just a thumb by week yeah just a just the thumb just the thumb he's he got the bye week maybe he got it all out of his system uh t higgins after not being able to connect with Joe Burrow after what was it, fifteen targets? Well, it was he went seven for fifteen. Yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold T Higgins. I mean, I know Jamar Chase is a beast, but that team's throwing the ball thirty five, forty plus times. Yeah, yeah, he's he's on the rise. I mean, seven point seven against Green Bay, five point nine against Detroit, and that's not nine point seven against Baltimore. He has the Jets next next week. I'm never gonna cut a receiver ahead of a game versus With the Jets. Yeah, I know that good, they they yeah. appear to be a good pass defense, but it's usually because teams stop passing and then just run the ball down their throat because they have really the option yeah. to do whatever they'd like. Somebody has to be the one that catches the touchdowns to put them up to convince the team to run. So maybe it's T Higgins. Hopefully it is. Yeah. I have never had a concern about T Higgins. Uh, the thing is, is Jamar chase definitely takes away from it. And I think after this past week, Jamar chase has earned the respect of every corner and safety or defensive coordinator in the league to make him the, the actual number one. Now, not saying that he wasn't before, but saying that maybe the team would scheme on Higgins or Chase. Now it's just stop Chase like he would Devontae Adams and then let the other players go man on with everyone else. And yeah. the six foot five T or six four T Higgins is gonna be the guy that's gonna body a one on one guy. So that worked out real well for Baltimore, didn't it? <laughs> I well, mean, I mean it did, but he still got seven for fifteen. What Jamar Chase? You said go out and stop Jamar Chase like you do Devontae. No, Adams. they but they didn't do that. Yeah, what had, I'm saying is, is after this, you had this Marlon game, Humphrey on you, single coverage with T. Higgins for most of the first half. Right. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying is they didn't do it, and teams will now see that's not going to work against Baltimore. I mean, against uh, Cincinnati. And again, I mean, I know we're blowing up Chase and saying he's nasty and everything. He had 80 of those yards on one play where he <laughs> happened to spin around and break like an unreal tackle and then take it to the house. There like, was a couple other big plays though. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, know, I, I'm so not saying I'm not trying to take 120 yards. Right. I'm not. Yes, I'm not going to yes. try to take anything away from him, but like those plays aren't necessarily replicatable, except that he seems to replicate them every single week. So yeah. I sit here and I ask you this: We just had this conversation with Mike Davis. Are you comfortable with eight? nine, ten points a week from a running back 
Obviously, you want to hold them because running backs are key in this league. But behind Jamar Chase, are you comfortable holding somebody like T. Higgins to get you eight points? If he's my flex play, then yes. If I'm expecting 100%. wide receiver, if I'm expecting wide receiver one or two production out of him, I don't know what drug I was smoking at the draft, but he would be drafted. Would have been drafted by me as a flex play. It never got there because I'm in most of my leagues with Craig, so he took him way before that. So Craig, what did you <laughs> so, what did you draft T. Higgins as in your league? Actually, in redraft, I don't have him anywhere. Oh, really? Uh, just oh, in, well, then. Just in Dynasty. <laughs> so so um, here's... The- but what, what I'm going to say, I, I have to say, 15, 15 targets versus the three rushing attempts from Mike Davis, that argument doesn't really sit well with me because one's getting the work, one's not. And there's a plethora of, of options for everyone to go around. In, in Burrow's 38 attempts this past week, 38 two weeks ago, he has gone 30 attempts in every single game except for like a couple. And those are like 27, 29... And then there's obviously that so, one bad one. Well, 38 attempts Pittsburgh. and 15 of them went to T. Higgins. Right. Well, that was just He's under going, half. And this is the same same way that it kind of worked out last year. Now they didn't have Jamar Chase, but Tyler Boyd was kind of you know a better guy, and they had A.J. Green. And what they were doing is they would have T. Higgins run the sideline stuff, run some other things where uh, you know the intermediate and deep level of the field was covered by the other wide receivers. That's what they did with A.J. Green, and that's what they did with Boyd. And then T. Higgins was always just a guy that's open his yards per separation last year that was one of the stats that tom put out was not much but what they did was is they would just pass to him because of how big he is he's able to get stuff now this past game a couple of those balls when you watch it sailed over his head sailed left sailed right they didn't connect because burrow was hurried and just said i'm gonna throw it to my big guy and that's a guy that he knows he can count on i'm never gonna not have t higgins in a starting lineup until he's hurt yeah, I, I real quick we'll move on to the next one real quick. Uh, T Higgins' ceiling is also way bigger than Mike Davis's, so that's no. One I agree. Ones, yeah. I agree with you on that. So, yeah. real quick before we move on, if you had to choose T Higgins or Marvin Jones, T, T Higgins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Julio Jones, hold or fold. Uh, I feel like this is right in the A Rob uh, conversation. I'm holding Julio Jones. I I think that I think that Julio Jones' his hamstring. It is what it is caught one of the first passes for like 24 yards or whatever it was to to begin the the game i'm okay holding julio jones if the hamstring is a thing four weeks from now uh, i'll talk about it again but i'm i'm holding julio i am also holding julio and i feel like it's not fair because i'm folding Allen robinson but I'm going to hold him. Allen Robinson's on a worse. Again, worse situation. This week, sure, you're like, oh, he had 4.8 points. But he played KC in a game where Tennessee dominated. Derrick Henry ran the ball 29 times. Against a really bad Kansas City defense, though. Exactly. Well, they're bad, but they were up early. And A.J. Brown seemed to just take the ball to the house. I mean... And he, if his if his hamstring... And sorry to cut you off, but if his hamstring was still sore and you're blowing out KC... Yeah. Why Why let the vet tweak it? Again, why let him you know? tweak it? Why don't you do this and have him play a 43% snap share? That's what they did. I mean, it sucks. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You said, we go hey, again with that snap share. But they said exactly what you want to see is, hey, Julio, you have a bum hammy. Why don't you not worry about the blocking plays? We'll put in Nick Westbrook-Akini. We'll put in Chester Rogers. We'll put in other people. We'll put in two tight ends. Like, don't worry about it. We're up by 20 points in the first half against Kansas City. Well, well there's nothing to worry about. So, I'm not so concerned about one down week. I'm concerned more about the consistent down weeks on the season, but he plays Indy next week, and we saw last night Indy's secondary is decimated. They have next to nobody left. Xavier Rhodes came back and had a sweet pick, almost a pick six, but he's still got a bad hammy. I want to see what he can do 
against the terrible indie secondary. Well, the, the problem is, is it's not just one down week. He's had one up week. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm concerned about the entire lack of production on the season, but if it's partly due to two missed games and a hammy through most of it, then I'm really looking at a 4.4 bum week in the first week where he got used to the offense without A.J. Brown, 15 points where he was up, and then a hammy instring, uh, hamstring injury since then. Mm-hmm. I'll say but, this. But, I mean, it's a concern. Julio Jones is owned by Julio Jones owners. That's you've been here. You've mm. done it. You've you've been frustrated by Julio leaving games with foot injuries and hamstring injuries all all the time. The only way you're going to be able to get anything out of Julio is to be patient with him. Now, I was a Julio owner. I got rid of him because I didn't want to do it again. Kick the habit. I did that last year. And I it kicked was the habit. Did you join my terrible. Joe Mixon support group? <laughs> no, you're still in it. <laughs> I'm out of it. Um, but as an outsider looking in. I go, it's hard not to hold on to Julio. Same, it's thing, hard. With Al- same thing with Allen Robinson. It's, and it's yeah. hard not to mm-hmm. hold on to Allen Robinson, but Allen Robinson's team is inept. Well, that, it's different teams, but Julio, it's, we're on the same conversation with the name and holding on to him. Sure, and go. sure, but I have more promise, I feel like, in Ryan Tannehill and, mm-hmm. and that offense that I do uh, the other. And one, one positive thing out of Julio is they are using him a little bit differently. Uh, in that he's his yards per catch out of three out of his five games he's played is over 19 yards per catch, which is, you know, you talk about dart throw guys or boomer bust guys, the Deshaun Jacksons of when he was getting older. That's, well, although Deshaun Jackson's still playing still, the NFL. Still, still getting older. Still plays. <laughs> I missed that dart. All right, last one real quick. Uh, Corey Davis, Jameson Crowder. Um, I'm fine folding both of them. I would like to hold them to see what they do with with uh, Joe Flacco because I'm sure that we're going to be talking about them in a couple. One of them is probably going to show up on the waiver wire article after everybody cuts them. Uh, so I'd like to hold them if I can, but if you got to cut them, it's fine. I would hold Corey Davis and I would cut Jamison Crowder. I'm with him on that. I would hold Corey Davis and cut Jamison Crowder. I put this in here before the Joe Flacco news, and the Joe Flacco news gives me a little bit of hesitation on folding Davis, but not Crowder. So I agree with everything you guys said. Yeah, all right. I mean, we saw Corey Davis have a nice game against New England, so I think he's right. trending that way. Uh, all right, we're going to do our buy low, sell highs. I am going to buy low Cortland Sutton because I don't think that Cortland Sutton profiles as a wide receiver one right now or, as we say, an alpha. Cortland Sutton is top five in air yards, top five in red zone targets, top five in total targets, Top five in snap, uh, in target share for his team, and top five in, uh, I think it's yards after the catch or yards average depth of target. I fi- Cortland Sutton's numbers right now and his opportunity, everything suggests top five. There's no reason why he's not capitalizing on these opportunities. And I think that Cortland Sutton, I think people are looking at Cortland Sutton like he's a wide receiver too. I think Cortland Sutton is going to explode soon. So I want, I want to buy him low. I know it's your boy, Craig. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I, he, I, started, he started to a little bit ago. And then this past week, he was just kind of thrown by by Teddy Bedrock. My, my biggest, the, the biggest stat there that I see that gets me really excited about Cortland Sutton is the air yards. If he's getting thrown to down the field, Top five in the NFL. That means that Teddy Bridgewater is throwing the ball down the field. Okay, it may not be converting over into points yet, but it will, and that's that's kind of where this ends up going. So I think Cortland Sutton's a great buy low. I think a lot of people are looking at him. He only scored. He only ended up scoring what, like nine points last week. 
I think a lot yeah. of people are going to be looking at him as a, as an up and down wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Go buy him low if you can. I mean, some people and Cortland Sutton might be the same way as Julio Jones. You're Cortland Sutton truther through and through. But uh, if if you can go and buy Cortland Sutton low, I love it. I'd there hasn't it. been enough history with Cortland Sutton for that yet, though. I mean, there's but a I'm few, lead, I'm leading the pack. Yeah, there's a few out there. Like I love Cortland Sutton. You love Cortland yeah. Sutton, but a lot of people just they just, they just have him on their team. I, I do also love Cortland Sutton, and this is the reasoning as to why I've said for months and months since Deshaun Watson has been in the middle of trade talks, he needs to go to Denver. Oh, that would be amazing. Be amazing. He needs to go to Denver. I Teddy would, two I would gloves need... is the reason that Cortland Sutton is not alpha QB one. Absolutely, right yeah. or alpha when, wide receiver. When one he right. had a deep threat or a, a strong arm quarterback, he went for was twelve hundred yards or whatever in yep. like twelve games. And when the Aaron Rodgers rumors were uh, swirling around, I was like, yeah. This is great for my cowboy Dude, shares. If, if if they if they get a quarter like a competent quarterback, I would need a nice bath. Yeah. Take your take your buy low. Uh so mine is almost like I would say the Kansas City team, but I I, I don't like anything outside of Kelsey Hill and Patrick Mahomes. Um Pat Mahomes is a, is a little tough to buy anyway. You're never going to be able to buy him low. He's not a low ever. He's the number one quarterback in fantasy leagues most of the time. And even if he's not, he's thought of that way. But Travis Kelsey had a down week. Tyreek Hill had a down week. Both of them around sit, t- sitting around 10 fantasy points. Well, guess what? That doesn't happen often. And here we are at that time. They look bad. Everything on NFL Network or ESPN is talking about what's going on with Kansas City Chiefs. Everything in the mind of simple fantasy football managers ones that don't look into all the stats all the time are going to be thinking kansas city something wrong with it we got to get rid of my players i'm going to try and sell high on because of their name well right now they're viable in a few weeks they won't be tyree kill is only viable for a certain amount of time travis kelsey has not been viable in years now is the time to go get these guys i like it i love it i want some more of it well with that being said though what are you taking back in that deal if you have kelsey or hill what are you taking back in that deal because you can sit here and say they're by they're my buy low but realistically though that's tough if you are getting if you are the owner what are you taking because i can in my personal opinion there was no such thing ever on especially travis kelsey that is such thing as a buy low he is always a struggling team that has Travis Kelsey right now would be able to take a tight end return, something like... I'd have to send you, like, Hawkinson and a running well, back. Well, we... Right. We, that's we not necessarily, that's, not, that's like, not necessarily low, though. It's still a We have some price. sell highs that I think you might be able to package a couple of them together to the Kelsey owner. Yeah, I got one right here. And we'll, 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 when we get into the sell high segment, we'll, we'll get into all, maybe what we can package for the buy low. All I'm saying is if I'm a Travis Kelsey owner right now, it doesn't matter how he's done the last couple of weeks, I'm not... Getting rid of him only because it's oh he's just, such a tough one but it, like I think Greg's saying it's the lowest he's ever been yeah, right ever you know, probably I agree will. With it which, looks it looks which, bad right now which yeah. is it's hilarious viable. because he had ten points and that's tight end eight on the week. right yeah but that's that, that's the point that I'm trying to make and 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 you may as a again we talked about smart fantasy owner my take was was people that aren't into the stats people the the normal fantasy manager that does not dive as deep as we do if, believe it or not fifty percent of the people that play fantasy football are not doing podcasts and looking at yeah, stats they're very and everything. casual they're very casual. They see ESPN. They wake up. They put on the TV and go, "Oh, Chiefs are suck. I gotta get rid of Kelsey. I'm two and four. I need to figure it out." Yeah, very much so. Um, we talked a lot about my guy, though. I'm gonna hop into my buy low with T Higgins. Everything that we talked about five minutes ago holds true for why you would buy him low. He is on a team that's throwing the ball a ton. Jamar Chase is probably the clear number one. Finally, 
He gets the number one cornerback treatment. T. Higgins finds more space to work. If he can hit that mismatch and actually capitalize on it, you can buy him now for far less than you can after he pops for 20 points in one of the coming weeks, which he will do. It's it's a matter of time until he has that 20-point game. Get, get him before it. Simple. Love it. Uh, I had actually recently changed mine since the beginning of the podcast, since the Tyrod Taylor talk. <clears throat> and my buy low right now is Brandon Cooks because he has not fared well in the last couple of weeks with Davis Mills. At the beginning, he was doing fine. But right now, it is not fun to be having to start Brandon Cooks. But when Tyrod Taylor comes back, it was pretty blatantly obvious that Brandon Cooks was his go-to guy. And uh, I think right now would be the best time to buy Brandon Cooks, given the fact Tyrod Taylor comes back and we don't have to deal with uh, shit. Davis Mills. I mean, honestly, Couldn't agree more. it was really all the haters and Instagram trolls that caused Brandon Cooks to now suck. You had to come. You had to come from my neck after I said sit him one week, and now you've ruined his <laughs> career. I hope you're happy. <laughs> Fucking bums. Uh, <laughs> hey, update on Michael Gallup. If anybody's interested, he uh, just got designated to return. Oh, me, can I get a hell yeah? So he, he might be coming back soon. He's on our waiver for Dak Prescott. Waiver That's article. great. Uh, for Amari Cooper, it's not sell highs. We'll see. I mean, I'm already could be good the first week. The yeah, he had like in. 19 targets the first week or some yeah. crazy number. He got ridiculous. No, nope, not good for Cedric Wilson and possibly the tight ends. We'll see well, what hey, happens. Hey, hey, Dalton Schultz, tight end four. <laughs> Sell high. will never change. Sell high, Dalton Schultz. <laughs> yeah, Michael t- Gallup's coming back. You're saying, you're saying you won't uh, take Dalton Schultz and Travis Kelsey deal? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, DJ Moore's my sell high. Here, here's one of the things. The This was a sell high before the Deshaun Watson... Uh, to the Panthers talk. I think I'm still okay trying to sell DJ Moore high. Uh, I just traded him to Craig. So I guess spoiler alert. (laughs) When I looked at Sam Darnold's numbers, I realized Sam Darnold's a terrible quarterback. Jesus Christ. He's not fucking good. After that touchdown, Jeff has a shot to beat me in Dynasty now. (laughs) Okay. Well, we don't care about that. We care about why I'm trying to sell DJ Moore high. Um, I think that DJ Moore's sampling of games already while they've been very impressive uh there is a lot worse to come if there's a a quarterback controversy out in carolina and sam darnold continues to blow and pj walker i don't know who the hell this guy is but he's Likely not good. What's his Madden rating? Probably like 58. 60 something. Yeah. He, he came from the former came XFL. From the XFL, XFL yeah. MVP. Yeah, he's, a, he's an XFL I mean, MVP. Realistically, though, when he did fill in for uh, Teddy Two Gloves last year, he the two gloves. Did, he did have an all right, you yeah. know, little stint there. He's mobile. I I th- this is this is where we I love the buy low sell high because I think you can take the DJ Moore name and then package him with any of the other three guys we get on here and go and get yourself an upgrade at the wide receiver position. And that's that's what I'd be doing. If you had, the, uh, you know, DJ Moore, I'm trying to upgrade him wherever I can. Um, it's more evident now that Sam Darnold went out there and got benched than it was <laughs> earlier. But, you know, it is what it is. So, All right. So mine is uh, CJ Uzama. Um, it was Uzoma. Uzoma. It's my boy. I, I actually don't know how to pronounce it. Um, he made some pretty crazy plays. He made some, you know, the, the, all of, honestly, the Cincinnati Bengals offense made some pretty good plays. Um, one was a really long bomb. I believe it was a 50-yard touchdown, something like that. Uh, he did get a second touchdown, but even the week before that, he did fairly well. 
Um, and he's a tight end that realistically wasn't doing that well before. And we all know that, you know, Chase's um, Chase Higgins, Boyd, like there's a lot to go around. Something's got to open up for his is what you're saying. I think quite the opposite. Opposite. Oh, I'm just sorry, saying yeah. it. I mean, I'm, no, I'm saying right. I'm he's, sorry, he's not gotten happen. lucky. Apologies. It's not going to yeah. continue to happen. Um, if it does, then something's going to go away from someone else. Um, but the the field you can't share it to four people all the time unless you're the Cowboys, which you know they even have. I don't know. I, I, I guess you can you can look at the two teams that are kind of like a the Bengals are a lesser man's Cowboys, which I don't think you know is going to be able I mean, to continue. No, I mean he shows up in spurts. I mean that's right. that's the thing with Uzama is and, that he sh- he shows up in spurts. And you look at the two games that he's popped: Jacksonville and Baltimore, two yeah. of the best. Uh, matchups for against in, in both on, on in season. both of those games he got two touchdowns right exactly like so it's he's he's like major boom or major well, bust honestly, so we're looking like an, another Tanya in there so other, right. other than and, that game he's been over thirty yards once right and so it was the three receptions two touchdowns three receptions one touchdown two receptions that's it that's all he had that game and then the five receptions for two touchdowns but maybe they could read so into this and say hey he's a Wolf Fuller use this guy dude it's Wolf Fuller. <laughs> But use this guy, and we have big victories, Jacksonville and, and Baltimore. But they probably won't do that. Stupid idiot Bengals. Let's give Joe Mixon the ball. Who are you selling? I'm selling James Conner. So come buy him, ladies. <laughs> no, I mean, this is just – he's played fine. He has played better than fine, really. He's played he's above, above what you've expected. He's healthy for now. He's right. not going to be healthy. If James Conner plays a full – Full uh, full eighteen or seventeen game season, I'll be shocked. I like I just don't think he has it in him to run the full campaign, and he's being used like sparingly. So I think uh, the Cardinals kind of feel the same way, and they're like, we can't overload this guy. He will get hurt. We will lose him. He's a good, serviceable goal line back. He's been punching the ball, and he's good for what he's, you know, being used as. If you can sell him at his current value for just a more consistent guy, that's probably going to stay healthy for the rest of the season. I would do it. But again, we talked about it earlier. Running backs are tough to let go of. So if you're selling him, you need to be returning something that you know that you can believe in. I'd Right now, if you could sell James Conner for Kenny Gainwell, I'd probably be all over that. Well, speaking of Coming that, from a guy who is passionately against James Conner for the last three seasons because of the amount of injuries that I've had to deal with with him, I thought for a second I might want to trade for James Conner because he's doing well. Went to you. Started to put a package together in my head and then remembered, oh, wait, I hate this guy. He always gets hurt. I need to stop doing what I'm doing. There's, it, I, I've come very close to wanting to buy James Conner. So if you can sell him high, I mean, when, when is it ever going to get better than right now? So you want to you talk about a backfire on James Conner actually being healthy for once? At the beginning of the season, I packaged Corey Davis because I didn't think that Corey Davis was going to be that great with the Jets, with Wilson. I thought there was going to be some growing pains there. And I packaged Corey Davis and James Conner to get Miles Sanders, and boy, did that backfire. Because Miles Sanders has done basically nothing, and at this point I would prefer to have Corey Davis and James Conner over Miles Sanders. Hey, at the time I'd say that was a great trade for you. Absolutely. I was, thinking it, back, I was thinking it was, and now... Trades have a fun way of working My first thought out. is, man, James Conner is hurt every year, and um, well, that kicked me in the ass this year, so bound to happen, I guess. The problem with it is, that is uh, a dynasty team of mine, so that's... <laughs> 
I well, have, hey, on the bright side, I, James Conner is like what ninety. So you, well, <laughs> in, the, the, in pro- running the back problem years? with yeah. the problem with it is, is on that dynasty team, I have Saquon Barkley, Nick Ouch. Chubb, Ouch. and then I had James Conner. Weirdly enough, James Conner is a healthy one. Yes. So <laughs> well, you know the, 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 the past Saquon. week, I I picked up um, Darnish Johnson. Thank you, but. You know, Chubb and Barkley. Every time Chubb and Barkley go out, it's the same week. It's just, it, I don't know how it adds up, how it makes sense, but I always lose because Chubb and Barkley are always injured. And then obviously on top of that, James Conner. So it's a three running back league, and I have three running backs, starting running backs that are always injured. <laughs> they can't stay yeah. on the field. That's yeah, tough. At any moment, you, can't, you can have none of them. <laughs> you can't sell them because everybody's like, well, they're always hurt. So Right, and that's why I think this week, if I can, James Conner has been consistent enough that you can sell him for something. To, to somebody to say, hey, listen, he's on the field, he's healthy, he's scoring touchdowns. Like, you need a flex play because I got him for you. And then I can get out of the James Conner ownership. It's tougher right. in our dynasty league. I got him for a $46 contract. Good luck. Well, it's, a one, it's a one-year deal. It, that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. The money doesn't matter because, again, yeah. I was putting a package together. I'm like, you're eating the whole thing. <laughs> That's fine. I'm already eating it. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm sitting there going, I know whatever I give you is going to go to waste because as soon as I click the button, James Conner's going to get hurt. Uh, all right, so I will go with my sell high after that. Uh, my yeah. sell high right now is Darius Slayton. Uh, he is just coming off of injury. However, he did have himself a decent game. Um, and realistically, that is just not going to be the case when um, all those wide receivers come back. Tony, uh, Galladay, and Sterling Shepard. I mean, Sterling Shepard is definitely the favorite target in that offense. And it looks like Tony is going to be a close second, if you ask me, because I really don't think that Galladay has a rapport with Daniel Jones yet, which is sad because Galladay is, you know, a very talented wide receiver. It's just going to take a little bit of time for him to, you know, get back up to speed. But just like you were saying about the poor man's Dallas Cowboys with the, you know, with the Bengals over here, you got Danny, you got Danny Dimes throwing him the ball. And realistically, Daniel Jones is horrendous. So there's no way he has trouble feeding two mouths in that offense, let alone Darius Slayton at that time would be the fourth wide receiver on that team. And it's just going to pan out to, you know, maybe he gets lucky and goes for a 70-yard touchdown, or maybe he gets unlucky and goes for a 70-yard drop in the end zone like <laughs> we saw against Washington four weeks yeah, ago. Right. You yeah. know, it's it's. I just don't see the targets for Darius Slayton three weeks and from now. previous to Tony breaking out. Right. Yes. And if you can make the sales pitch of, like, listen, it's still Slayton. He had 8.8 8. 8 points this week. He's still the guy there for now. If you need a fill-in on a bye week, like try to target that. Well, bye yeah, week because guy. Ev- everybody's still hurt there. Yeah, so it's like yeah. he doesn't have anybody to throw he's the ball. He's got one so more week point, of value. He had exactly as he's, soon as Shepard comes back. As soon as Shepard comes yeah. back, he's just about done. And then Tony's going to come back, and then Galladay's going to come back, and then he's basically useless. Right. And he gives you that one week at zero points or one point two, and then he's done. He's on your bench mm-hmm. for the rest year, or you cut him. Mm-hmm. As soon as you see that one, it's hard to trade that guy after that. After that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, stop playing with my emotions. I'm going to Monra. Well, son of a bitch. I'm on the same Listen, Emotep. Not even a target? I don't know if I'm more pissed at him or Jerry Goff. I'm, like, who am I pissed at? I'm pissed at you for sending me a friggin' dude, trade for Amon Rafford, Russell Wilson. I'm well, glad I didn't take it. Honest to God. <laughs> Winston was in it. <laughs> it was three straight weeks of Amon Ross St. Brown getting seven targets, too. And you could just, in what world would yeah. he have never got, gone a He's target. the picture of consistency. And then all of a sudden, Jared Goff's like, oh, yeah? Hold my beer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have Cooper Cup anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. I, listen, I mean, here's the thing. He's the number one wide receiver in Detroit right now. I'm, I am, well, I mean, uh, Quintez Cephas is hurt, 
and Tyrell Williams, which, he's yeah, probably gonna, said he's right probably going to yeah. die. Yeah, Tyrell um, Williams is hurt. He'll come back, and then he will be hurt. Then he'll be hurt again. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, Khalif Raymond was showing up randomly for whatever reason. I just Monra. I mean, he's a guy I think all of us like. Uh, you know, here we are happy to see him get the opportunity. Zero freaking targets in that game. That just pisses me off as we watch Jamar Chase just that circle button on unreal. The, yeah, uh, on the on the me the playing Matt. Yeah, that that one play B was button. What Monra's had in the last three weeks combined, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is just, just so unfortunate. Um, yeah, my, 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 you know, quit playing games in my heart is actually, you know what? I, I don't know why I'm saying games because I know what's, what's happening is every time the Chicago bears get out there, they disappoint me. Allen Robinson disappoints me. Darnell Mooney every now and again, I don't know what I can do, but he'll disappoint me if I play him. Damian Williams this past week tried to play him, disappoint me. Um, uh, Khalil Herbert did well, which is great. Justin Fields, people think, you know, thought going into the draft, whatever, he's great going to play, plays, turnover machine. The team sucks. Matt Nagy should be fired. And the only reason he's not right now is because he's on COVID protocol. Gave himself the COVID. As he finishes the entire season. Yeah, Matt Nagy sucks. He probably will finish the entire year because what he'll do all season, because this is what he kind of did last year or the year before where he's like, I'm going to call plays. No, my offensive coordinator is going to call plays because I've been sucking at it. Oh, it's actually been me the whole time. I'm going to take the plays back. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're, you know, did pretty well. They're just bad. Matt Nagy's a terrible coach. He doesn't know how to take blame for himself or even own up to it or even create an actual functioning offense that's not just, hey, let me get my running back murdered in the backfield and then watch him try and break out. Like Dave Montgomery has showed that he's a decent running back. But he has no no functional way of creating an offensive blocking scheme so that David Montgomery can get free or that Fields has time to pass it to, to Allen Robinson. There's just the, the physics and the actual strategy of the offense is what's holding everything back. And again, he'll find a way to say Andy Dalton will start this week. He'll do good and then he'll go back to Fields and he'll he'll keep his job as long as he possibly can because he's at least good at that. <laughs> he'll snake. He'll snake on the grass. My... Quit playing games with my heart. With your G-strings. With my G-string. Mike Davis, you suck. You're not even playing games with my heart. You're just sucking. You're just being rude. Like, I drafted you in Dynasty. I paid you $25. 25 of my hard-earned dollars going to you for 10 points a week. After I saw you dominate in Carolina last year with your first ever full snap share for full workload in your career. I'm like, listen, the journeyman finally figured it out. He knows how to play football again. It's great. He's going to be so good. And then you come out and you just screw me. And you lose your job to Cordaro Patterson. Sure, maybe you didn't lose your job. You're still on the field. But oh, he I lost need, his job to the punt returner. Yes. I need you to figure You're right, exactly. You've lost your, <laughs> you have lost your job <laughs> you to a glorified way. special teamer. And I hate you for it. Never skips leg day, though. Yeah, big old legs. Yeah. You fooled everybody. For some reason, we think having huge legs makes you a good running back. <laughs> Saquon Barkley can't stay healthy. A.J. Dillon's irrelevant. Mike Davis, fuck you, dude. Like, you either just consistently suck, get, just put up zero points for the next three weeks, and I'll just straight up drop you, or come out and give me 15 a week like I expect you to do. Stop with the middling 7 to 12 points, and then a one point, and then you're not on the field at all. And maybe learn how to catch a ball while you're at it. Bum ass. Mahoney? Okay, so. <laughs> I got two here. Bum ass. Um, Bum ass. 
mm-hmm. could have like seven here. I, I mean, I'll just I won't go into it, but T.J. Hawkinson's up there as well. Yep. Um, I almost had him. List. I yeah. had him. Until I mean, I'd realistically, audible. I mean, Christ Almighty. Um, I will start with my light. Quit playing games with my heart, and that's A.J. Brown. You drafted him to be your high wide receiver two, right. low wide receiver one, depending on where you took him. And he's had one good week, two good weeks, I think. And one of them was the first week of the season. Yeah, he just came off a monster game, so that's, it's so, good to yes. see. However, if if you look at his if you look at his stats, I mean, it's it's he's getting like seven, eight points a game. That's that's not going to cut it. This is flat out not going to cut it. I was thinking Julio Jones shows up. They got two big men on the outside. They got to cover one person, and everybody knows it's. I mean, I figured it was going to be Julio because it's it's fucking Julio Jones. Like, oh, we'll we'll let Aaron. You know, if if we'll let AJ Brown beat us, we're not going to let Julio beat us. And apparently, I was wrong. Uh, a Julio Jones again with his hammy is ridiculous at this point, point. Um, and AJ Brown is just not cutting it. So I will get to my. Serious, hot, and heavy quit playing games with my heart. And that is Antonio Gibson, that MFR, because you drafted him as your high, again, running back two, low running back one, depending on how your drafts went. And I mean, you're going to have three straight weeks of, you know, 12, 13, 14 points, and then you're going to have six. You're going to have four. You're going to have seven. You're going to have six. You're going to have four. I mean, Will you just do something? You're getting snap shares and you're getting the ball, but you're not doing anything with it. So I don't know who to blame. I don't know if that's Ron Rivera. I don't know if that's Antonio Gibson not being able to punch the ball in. Or I don't know if that's, you know, J.D. McKissick basically weaseling his way in so they can get rid of Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick being the lead back there. I don't know who to blame, but it should not be J.D. McKissick taking that. Antonio Gibson, isn't he a natural wide receiver? He, he was. He was. He was a natural yeah. wide receiver. So catch the ball out of the fucking backfield. You're going to lose receptions to JD McKissick. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I I can understand that he has had only two receptions all season. I, you're going to you're going to you lose like, you're going to lose receptions, receptions out of the backfield the game, to yep. JD McKissick, and you were a natural wide receiver in college and turned running back. I mean, what is going on? And, and I think you can't what, even blame the shin too, because I was actually just looking at this. While his snap share has gone down to below forty percent, he still had fourteen rushing attempts last week. Right. Yes, that's so, what I mean. So, so he's, he's getting being, the ball. He's yeah. being used when he's on the field, my, except for the red zone. My problem with Antonio Gibson right now is like, shut him the fuck down. Yes. Just like, right. please at this just point, let well, him Well, that's what I mean. Healthy. So that's what I mean. I have J.D. McKissick on my bench for when Antonio Gibson goes out. The problem with it is, is Antonio Gibson never goes out. He runs the questionable tag up until Sunday morning at 9 a.m. And then what do I do at that point? Yeah. And then he says he's good right. to go. So and then like, oh, he says he's good club. to go. And then he drops me six points. I mean, right. so do I take the flyer and hope to start J.D. McKissick who gets eight points instead of six or seven points instead of six? Right. Or do I just run with the guy that I drafted high and hope that it pans out. And then shutting him down on the flip side, I mean, then you lose his production, but like if you have J.D. McKissick, you're not so worried about it. But You have another guy. Which is why I've been holding J.D. McKissick all season. I've been holding him for this. If you shut him down for these stress fractures in his shins, he needs months. He doesn't need one week. He doesn't need two weeks. He needs months for these to repair. So it's going to be a workload management the rest of the season, and I think you're realistically staring down the barrel of that the rest of the way. Which is why I think Tom had him as a sell high or sell him for whatever you can get him two weeks ago. A couple a couple weeks ago, I just I didn't like the way that Gibson was tracking on the field. I just I did not think it would get this bad. I, I could t- I could tell you right now, I'm waiting for him to go off 
16, 17, 18, 20 points. And then, yeah. and then I'm just, I'm just shipping them can, off. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't deal with it anymore. I have them on like two or three teams. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. And it's just like I drafted him, like I said, high running back two. You got him probably some early people, early second round. Some people were drafting him in the first. Yeah. I mean, there were there were was, people yeah. who were drafting him before, like Jonathan Taylor and Ezekiel Elliott. Like people had Antonio Gibson as like a top eight back. Well, he had a he had a great breakout year last year. That's why though. Yeah, yeah I mean he looked great. And Ron Rivera Ron Rivera made a stupid comment in the offseason about him and CMC. That's what blew everything up. Yeah. River boat, Well that's river. so that's the other thing. Real quick, um if I know everything's PPR, however, Speaking of CMC, he's only played three games since the beginning of the 2019 season. Can we just do ourselves a favor? I don't care about how much backlash I'm going to get in this with this take, but can we stop drafting him one? Oh, can yeah, we, no, can we, should be, should can be Derek we put Henry. Derrick Henry, Henry at one at this I was point? On Derrick Henry. I was on we it this year. On I said, I don't want to draft him one anymore. I still did it, and I, it screwed me, but... Yeah. If uh, if you're not PPR, first of all, it's Derrick Henry kind of like easily. Even if you are PPR, you it are, doesn't matter. Derrick Henry's going out and dropping 50 points a game. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're PPR or not. Yep. He's getting 35 touches a game. Yeah. Whether and, he's and people catching sit there it or and running say, like, 35 how, touches is 35 touches. People right. sit there and say, how long can he do this? There's, there, My worry lies in, is this sustainable? But guess what? CMC and Saquon are getting hurt after two touches on the season. Yeah. So, Whatever at this point, you know, take, roll the, the dice with a guy who hasn't games, showed any. Three games since the beginning of 2019. You, you have to you have to look at longevity running backs and go who's who's actually going to last. And, and that's at, Adrian Peterson's six two, two hundred thirty pound frame. Uh, Derrick Henry is obviously a completely six, four, you know it's, it's massive. He's, he's you can't add star. that, but but JT is someone six one, two hundred forty pounds ish. He's getting up in that weight, Najee. like Najee. You know, you have to look at those guys and go. These guys are the ones that you can, you know, put at one top five for a while. Because even Dalvin Cook's small Chubb. frame, Alvin Kamara's small frame. You know, Chubb's always JT, Chubb's way, always five ten two Chubb's just a wrecking ball. Okay, he really so five ten two twenty six. So that's he's you know, hurt, but he doesn't miss that the many thicker, games. No, he misses like it's three, the thicker four, back. three games. It's at the time. thicker back that's going but to if be you're in the, the last. He misses yeah. like Chubb misses like three, Problem four games at a time. But if you're in the middle of a playoff, push. <laughs> it's just, um, that's the thing is I, I took I took Zeke and like you know the four, I took Zeke like I think fourth pick and I was right behind CMC Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry and then I took Zeke and it's like the guy's always on the field. People sure. are like, well, why are you taking Zeke after the, the season he had last year? Well, because Dak's in now and he is always on the field. Yeah, I, I had no hesitations about Zeke this year at all. But uh, for the Chubb point, he's missed four games. One, two, three, four games in his career. That was last year, and then I had and then this year. year. Yeah, it I, was, it was, I, I have him in my dynasty. But, but the two year. the two previous years, he's missed zero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they do uh, pretty good workload management with Nick. Chubb well, it's very helpful to have Kareem Hunt on hand. It is. It's just only a matter of time until they ship one of them off, though. Well, uh, Kareem Hunt uh, signed the two-year extension, so he's there until 2022. So Dearness Johnson, I hope you enjoyed your one game. Um, See you back right. in the AAF. Next we're gonna year. we're gonna wrap it up there. So we have the full waiver wire article up on TopShelfFantasy.com. Uh, we have the book burner bets that should be up on Twitter. I know that yes. week seven. I know yes. week seven we didn't post them, but the burners didn't really like too many. Yeah, lines, I so. just want to cut in real quick. Uh, not a good week for realistically. We didn't like any of those spreads. We didn't like anything. We the only thing. You know, there was a couple of them that were iffy, but 
it's you know it was nothing that really stood out at us and you know next time we will uh, get it out there and say that you know whether yeah, we, we do or like do not it. like it anything yeah. but yeah this was a week that we looked at every game and just didn't really feel uh, the confidence in taking anything like we have the first six weeks when we were rolling. So. And if it makes you feel any better, off air we bet some bets still this week. Me, uh, you know, me and Jeff of the book burners, and we lost a massive amount of money. So well, I mean, you did your your typical like twenty five. That was only, that was only a ten dollar bet. So I lost three hundred ninety some odd dollars elsewhere. Yikes! <laughs> uh, all right, well that's up there. I've been working on something that hopefully I can get up shortly. Uh, is going to be involved a lot of trading uh, in in how to approach the trade deadline. I don't know if you guys got anything else cooking up anymore. I got, I got nothing. But I got to repost no London games. I got to repost the trade block big board. I accidentally yeah. missed last week, even though I had the stats. So <laughs> you're gonna are you gonna try and make this weekly? I'm thing? trying to make it a weekly. Okay, thing. Yeah. so perfect. I already, so we'll I already a, got the we'll stats the again. Big I just board. Need to yeah, make sure it's out there. Uh, well, maybe I'll have to link up with you on that, and we can combine them. Uh, all right, and then on uh, Thursday, your Friday, we'll have our start and sits. Um, and we'll kind of discuss what's going on. We'll probably recap some of the leagues and, and where we stand there. Recap, 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 recap them boobies. Them boobies. <laughs> top oh, shell we fantasy. had recap them boobies on the other night. <laughs> top shelf fantasy, top shelf fantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, top shelf FNTSY. Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.